0: Yesterday at the Ride for Rocky, we raised $25,648.99. It's a pretty good amount for a bunch of... Amen? So I want to talk to you about, if you would just say this with me, power, because that was the last song that... Uh, that's the last song that Jess was singing about the power. Of Jesus. So I got a text from a friend of mine at six thirty-seven p.m. last night, and I guess we was probably just leaving the building or something or whatever. Um, and he said, "Man," he said, "you have got to have a um, a serious connection with God." He said because I got a, um, I got a report from the National Weather Service on Saturday morning. And it was supposed to be hail and rain all day. And obviously, you know, that God held the rain back all day, and God was glorified through that. So um, I don't, I, you know, that's my, Mrs. Chittenden, that's my 22nd year doing this ride. Um, so I don't, I don't worry about that anymore. It's God's job. My job is to, uh, is to be faithful. So you've, God didn't call you to be successful. He called you to be faithful. Amen. Um, so it didn't start out that way. I want to tell you a quick story and we'll get into the scripture. So like probably the second year, um, we was, we was going out to the ride and it was pouring down rain and I was like, Oh God, don't, you know, and if you've ever, uh, been like human, um, you tell God your plans and you're like, God, here's how it needs to be. Uh, and I pull out on my bike and it was pouring down rain. He's like, what are you going to do, man? And I said, I'm going to ride, God. And uh, um, he stopped the rain, uh, and we had that ride that year. And then uh, like a couple years later after that, I was praying, you know, praying for the, that he would hold the rain back. And uh, I was on my chopper that year, and I pulled out of my garage, and it was just sprinkling a little bit, just enough to mess with your faith. No, I mean, if it's not just how you ordered it, the, the faith can get a little rocky. And it started to sprinkle. I said, God, I, you know, you ever do that, like a quick one while the bike's running? I thought you were going he, he said, to, he said, I thought, I, I thought you were going to stop the rain. And he says, why do you pray for me to stop the rain? and you have a rain slicker bungee cord on your bike. Oh. I'm praying for him to stop the rain, but I don't have enough faith that he can hear me, so I put a raincoat on the back of my bike. It wasn't until I got rid of the raincoat that God started <laughs> to really work in my life. And, uh, and I remember, it, so like, we've been blessed for the last, Years, you know, people mail money in. And, you know, I told you we're well over probably $600,000 in this money that we've raised. And it's just out of being faithful. And uh, we used to go knock on doors. Remember that when you're starting a business for all you young people? Knocking on doors. Nobody likes knocking on doors because it stinks. And you get rejected. But maybe in the rejection God's not trying to teach you comfort. He's trying to teach you character in that. So if we got everything we always wanted at at every time, I don't think we'd have the character we have today because some of you guys got staying power, don't you? And you've been there and done that. Um, So I remember... right after my daughter died. And me and Vicky would be so excited if we could go to a business and they would give us a T-shirt that we could auction off. I said, man, we, we'll, we'd get like 20 bucks for this. And that was a lot of money. Um, and then here we are 22 years later and we can't stop the flood of money that comes into this ride and all the... So remember, the only thing you ever start out on top is digging a hole. So if you want something bad enough, you partner your faith with God and you'll see big things happen. Um, and the church said amen. amen. I just wanted to tell you that there's no charge for that, but I will on this. Um, First Kings chapter 3, verse, and I and I'm talking about I'm talking about your future. I call it prepping for the future. Uh, in the area, first category is going to be spiritually, eternally, and next is going to be health, and then at the end it's going to be physically and financially. But I'm throwing this in as a tithing message. I don't know what you think about it, but uh, it's God's word, so you're supposed to love it anyways. And now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of, my, of David, my father, although I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for the multitude. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern your great people. So he's getting ready to go on this daunting task. He goes, I don't even know how to do this. And maybe that's what you're going into right now. You're going into business. You're going into another area of your life. And you go, God, I don't even know how to do this. That's okay. God does. You don't have to always have the answers. You wouldn't have faith. That's right. It's time that this church starts standing in faith Amen. and believing that God's got something special for you and your kids. That's Who am I talking to today? Amen. Uh, it pleased the Lord. And let's be honest. I've told you before, you're going to, You're gonna. Here's what I was gonna say. You're gonna tick somebody off when you get out of bed. Just make sure it ain't God. Quit trying to please people. Uh, You'll make yourself nuttier than a. Yeah. You run around trying to please everybody. I think that's what we're trying to do as a society now. Just kind of run around making sure everybody's okay. Here's the deal: the people haven't put their trust in the Lord. Ain't okay. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this, and God said to him, because you have asked this and not asked for yourself for a long life or riches or a life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now uh, do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning heart so that none like you has ever before you or none uh, like you shall arise after you. So this is the word of the Lord, amen. Amen. So we know he's the uh, wisest, richest man that ever lived. And if you read Ecclesiastes, I've told you time and time again in chapter 12, he says two things, remember God and keep his commandments. So if you remember God and keep his commandments, all the rest is is gravy from here. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father God, today as the basket comes by, we can uh, invest in a lot of things. But none of this stuff will last forever unless it's in the kingdom. And I know that you bless things that are in the kingdom. Because I've experienced it, Lord God. You've taken a tragedy and turned it into triumph. You've taken a church that started in a front room to multi-campuses. And it's not by my might or your power, but it's just by your spirit. And we trust you today, Lord God, that you're going to do something miraculous with the money that we give you today. That you've allowed us a portion to manage. We ask blessings on the hands that give today as the basket comes by, in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. So let's applaud the Lord and uh, welcome, welcome your neighbor. Welcome your neighbor that's sitting right next to him. And remind him you're at a weird church. It's weirdos. James chapter 1, so the first thing we're going to talk about is our spiritual journey and our eternity, and if you never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that, because the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet, forfeit his very soul? That's right. Doesn't do any good to have a lot of stuff if you're going to hell. What does it matter if you got a lot of stuff? You can't have your stuff getting you. Make sure that you're born again. That's when your life changes. And I believe that God's going to do that today. I believe he's going to be uh, performing a miraculous miracle. And if you don't believe that, just look at the neighbor that's sitting next to you. Uh, Somebody could be saved here today. matter of fact, I just want to pray for that right now. Father God, I just want to pray in the name of Jesus right now. That if there's somebody within the sound of my voice watching this broadcaster here in the sanctuary who ain't saved, that they'd come on a bended knee and uh, receive the free gift of salvation that only you can give. And we ask that the power of the Holy Spirit bless this message today in thy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So here we go. We're going to talk about uh, Jesus' brothers, James. James 1, 5, and this ought to be something that we can take forth. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Say that word, ask. That's something that we're gonna revisit through this message today. We're we're gonna ask God to do these things. Um, Who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. So if we really believe the word of God and he really does give wisdom to those who ask and let's be honest there isn't a better time in our nation when we, we pray this prayer and wish that our leaders in, in different areas would get wisdom biblical wisdom Amen. um that's probably a great idea I don't know uh, and maybe here's here's the way I'll start it we'll bring it down like into your family and my family Uh you know family members in your family and my family who make chronic bad decisions. Nobody's saying Amen because they're like, "Man, I want my family to be perfect." So they're just kind of everyone in here was shaking their head though. Chronic means that you're making the same bad decision over and over again, and it's usually because your environment's really bad. And this is a prayer that we need to pray not only for our nation, but ourselves first, and then our families. And if you have children, say amen, because you're hoping that they get wisdom. And we're hoping that parents are parents. The parents aren't trying to converse with their children over text message. You can say hi to them, but don't try to correct their behavior over a text message amen. you don't need to call them for dinner over a text message amen. amen boy it's quiet in here today Proverbs 13 20 let's move over there I'm going to make a point here real quick about your spiritual journey with the Lord and your eternity that'll come up 13 and 20 and this is something you and, and I'm going to throw in 21 I got two highlighted here in my Bible Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Disaster pursues sinners, but righteous are rewarded with good. And the church said amen. Amen. So we have to keep the standard up here. We can't drop the standard down so everybody can get in. We have to keep a godly standard, amen. So when we started the ride for Rocky, there had to be a standard and there's certain things we just couldn't do if we wanted it to move forward. We had to refine it. We had to make it better. We had to get around people who who thought the way we did and lived the way we lived and and donated the way we donate. And when that happens, you end up with a great ministry. We don't always have to swim against the current. It's time that the church starts surrounding themselves with some wise people. If you want to know what your future is, look at your friends. Oh, we're going to go here today. Disaster pursues sinners, but the righteous are rewarded with good. So uh, we were leaving north uh, yesterday. And uh, we were riding. It was me and Kippy and, and BC. We were riding down, and we look over and we're, we're going down McDonald Boulevard. And as we go down McDonald Boulevard, I look over and there's a, there's a marquee on Burger King. It's a sign up there. And it said, and don't quote me on this, Terry, but it said, uh, work today, get paid tomorrow. That's what we're doing now to get kids to work. Work today, get paid tomorrow. I'm going to ask you this, church. Do you really want those kind of people on your payroll? We want people to get a job because they know they need money. And they know that they need to be a contributor to society. We need to quit making it easy for the next generation over and over again just to get a job. There. Or that's what you end up with. So I was I was in my car uh, and I was coming back from a meeting, and it said in America, I, and don't quote me on this, there are two hundred and fifty thousand jobs in America that people aren't taking. And we're going to talk about that here as, as as we move on. So I want you to be thinking about that. But turn with me into Romans ten thirteen, and we'll get into this. We'll get into that in the end here. But turn with me into Romans ten thirteen. So. Um, I heard, you know, after the ride for Rocky, our phone rings for a long time and we had somebody call, uh, later in the night and uh, they don't go to this church. Um, but they were talking about a relationship with Jesus. And, uh, I heard my wife talking about this relationship. It, it, sometimes your relationship with Jesus doesn't start in church. Amen. I mean, let's be honest. If you look around right here, some of you guys never thought you'd ever be in church. Uh, and, it, and it's cool to uh, and it's cool to have all these uh, trophy kids in the same spot, isn't it? That's what my pastor called us back in the day, trophy kids. Um, Romans ten thirteen says, "For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved," and that's a fact, Jack. Amen. We remember the day that we called on Jesus, just how we was. We couldn't clean up, get up, go to church enough, or do anything for Jesus to love us anymore. All we had to do was give up. And when we gave up, that's when we invited him into our hearts. But the first thing you need to know is that you're a sinner. And the only way you can be saved is through grace and by grace. And the only one that can give that is God Almighty. Amen. So let me drop the house lights down here for just a minute. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask this question, then I'm going to move on to our next category. I'll be talking about health, and then we'll be talking about our physical and financial uh, well-being here as we prep for the future. So how about your future right now? How about your future right now? So um, we know that the death rate on planet Earth is still 100%. Everybody's going to die one day. Where you end up is up to you. Amen. And I just want to ask this question before I move on. Have you received the free gift of salvation that only Jesus Christ can give? And if the answer is no, I haven't received the free gift of salvation. Receive Jesus right now. Just ask him, say, dear Jesus, come into my life. I know that I'm a sinner and I know I need a savior and I know you died on the cross for me 2,000 years ago and I received that gift in my heart today. Help me live for you. In thy name of Jesus, amen. So let's applaud the Lord that we believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is working here today. And, and we'll talk about that decision at the, at the end of church service. So turn with me into 1 Corinthians. The next thing we're going to talk about is your health. Let's be honest, it doesn't matter uh, how much money you got if you got bad health. And we know people that are going through that, and that's horrible, isn't it? It says there, do you not know that your body, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. So we're talking about... We talked about your spiritual journey. Now we're going to be talking about your health. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. That means we need to take care of it. Amen? That means we don't need to intoxicate it with whatever it is out there in the world. And you, and you And I was thinking about this when I was putting this message together. I said, why did the Apostle Paul... Uh, talk about this And actually he, he talked about this From all the sexual immorality That's going on out in our world today We have all these cancers And we have all this sickness And we don't have God's blessing On some of these, um, some of these things That are going on out there and he, and he starts that He says all things are lawful to me I'm in 612 And I didn't get a chance to read this In the last service But this is how he gets to this with the, Your body's a temple All things are lawful for me But not all things are helpful. Um, That's like, and I'll just put myself in that position. Um, It's not illegal for me to eat donuts, (laughs) but I do. Uh, And Doritos. (laughs) All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. That means I can't love donuts more than I love God. That means I can't love this XYZ relationship more than I love God. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both, one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your body, your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is written, say this with me, class, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin is a, a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So what God is telling us today is there's a lot of things that affect us. Uh, and this surely is, is one of the bigger ones that, that uh, put us in the places that we're in right now. And maybe it's, uh, maybe it's bad health. Maybe it's bad wealth. Maybe it's chronic. Uh, situations in your family, whatever, but God wants you to, to take care of the vessel that He's already given you. Amen? Now let's spend some time in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11, and we're going to learn uh, a lesson from some ants. We're going to learn some lessons from some ants, and we'll spend some time here. So in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11, go to the ant. Oh sluggard. Let's read that again. Go to the ant, oh sluggers. So what are we supposed to learn from the ant? If you look at ants, they're moving constantly and and we find out that they're always doing something. And I think this is a this is a good representation of God has called us not to be slothful. Amen. Amen. And you, and you say, "Hey man, I w- I wish this would this would take place in, uh, in our society a little bit more, to be a little more prevalent with the politicians that we have elected. That they would read this and, and say, I need to act like an ant, and not the kind of ant that, uh, you know, that you burn on the sidewalk with a magnifying glass because you're bored. <laughs> Go to the ant, O oh sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. That means we're supposed to be moving, we're supposed to be thinking, we're supposed to be, uh, be active, and, and I thought about that, and you know some people that, that you would like to kind of get moving, and, and if they're not moving, you'd like to get them moving, because if they're not moving, they end up causing problems for you and your family, and then the family's taken care of, and all this stuff is going on, and you're like, holy cow, man, this is turning into be quite a deal, isn't it? Consider her ways and be wise without having any chief officer or ruler. She prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. And maybe that's something we can take away because we know that uh, uh, sometimes baby formula can be hard to get. How long will you lie there, old sluggard? Do you ever thought about that when you're witnessing to a child? How long are you going to just sit there before you clean up your room? That's when the parents got to come in and go, you know what, man? You know, I don't know what your parents said to you, but I I won't say how they said it to me. How long will you lie there, old slugger? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know why we pay people who don't contribute. (laughs) I caught you off guard. Here's the deal. I believe we need to take care of the sick. I, I believe that we need to take care of those who can't take care of themselves that's not what this conversation is about i'm talking about why are we making excuses for people who you know who could be working right. it says that poverty will it says that poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man it says a worthless person a wicked man goes without crooked speech winks his eyes and signals with his feet and points with his finger with perverted heart devises evil continually sowing discord and you may know some people like that. Everywhere they go, they're so in discord. There's always a disruption. There's always an issue. They think the sun rises and sets at their house. Those are project people in your life. And God says you need to tell those people to wake up and get up and get moving. Take a lesson from an ant. Mmm. With perverted heart devises evil, continually sowing discord. And I told you this before. uh, If you want to know what your future is, look uh, look at your friends. Therefore, calamity will come upon you suddenly, and in a moment he will you will be broken beyond healing. And, and I think about this. Some of these people, you know, it, it sounds like a country song. Their dog leaves, the tire falls off the truck, they can't pay the rent, it's raining down inside their house and this doesn't work and the grass is here and all this kind of thing and the kids are doing all this kind of thing. It's because God wants you to live with a standard in your life. Quit expecting less in your life. And believe that God wants to do a mighty thing in your life and you'll have to stand on faith. And all that being said, I want you to rise right now. And I want you to be thinking about this. I want to bring the house lights down so they can, so they can see me actually deliver this part. It says, with perverted heart devises evil. Perverted is per, twisted and contorted or it comes from wickedness. And the Bible talks about the heart being desperately wicked. Who knows it but the Lord? It says, "With a perverted heart, devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore, the calamity will come upon him suddenly in a moment. He will be broken beyond healing." There are six things the Lord hates. Seven, they're an abomination to Him. So I'm going to tell you what these are. The abomination is hatred, coupled with disgust. Those are those. These are the two things that that God hates. The abomination. This is a combination of. Of hatred and disgust put together. And that's a that's a lot. Amen. Let's see what they are. And you can start there, Miss Carroll. Thank you. It says, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers and I'll start and I'll work backwards here for you so as we prep for the future we've touched on your spiritual and your eternal journey we've talked about your health you have to have good health And this is the physical side that I want you to understand. And I want you to look at your own life and then I want you to look at the life of your family. Somebody who soars, sows discord among the brothers. That means those who are believers. I like it the way it used to be. I didn't think it was that great of a ride. See, a lot of times people, when we're doing ministry, they, they always they want me to go back to the way it used to be, and we have to fight that. We like it when it was like this, and I always tell people, I said, when you get your own church, you can do it that way. Is that the way we really want it? Do you really want that? That we have to go out there and beg people and cry and tell them a sad story to get a T-shirt? I remember that when we ended up having multiple services, they were like, "Man, we liked it when we liked it the way it used to be, Pastor Pat." I said, "What do you want me to do? Lock the doors and keep all the people out?" We don't like it when you go and preach someplace else. Don't go anywhere. What about the people in North County? What about the people in Warrington? What about the people all over the world? The gospel has to be preached by somebody all over the world. If not you, then me. If not me, then somebody. But don't sow discord amongst the group of believers. Because one of your kids might walk in one of these churches one day and somebody needs to be there preaching the gospel. I wish somebody would talk back to me right. Oh, I don't like it that way. My mom had a saying for that, but I'm not even going to say that either. Breathe out lies. How about the hands that shed innocent blood? Do we need to touch on that again? God don't like that. God don't like murder. God speaks out against it. God loves all his children. And a heart that devises wicked plans. Remember, wicked means twisted, contorted from the truth. And if you want to know who the truth is, it's Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You have to go through the truth. You have to understand the truth. And the truth is not what you think it is, it's what God says it is. You can't continue to go on and lie to yourself. And, you know, I told you, parents, you can't keep lying to your kids. You can't tell them they're a giraffe or a gerbil or a cat or a dog or whatever. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Somebody got to help me understand that. Somebody called me thin the other day and I said, You're lying. don't lie to you. if you love somebody Terry, why do we lie to them? Just tell them tell them the truth you're a parent. Amen, Amen. Say it with me I have to tell the truth I'm a parent or grandma or grandpa and you'll do that forever. I don't care kids how old. You think you are, and you can tell your mom and dad you're an adult now. Say that with me, kids. Get it out of your sense. I'm an adult now. Oh Annie, I'm an adult. You can get married, and your mom's still gonna call you on those kids got married Friday over there. Hallelujah. And Curtis, you know your mom's gonna call you. She, she said, you, you ain't big enough. Right in the middle of the ride for Rocky, I had to pause so I could talk to my daughter. Amen. Look, look at me, church. I ain't never too busy to talk to my kids. I can tell you that right now. Everything else needs to hold on. Every, everything else, nothing is as important as my kids. Other than my relationship with Jesus. Because they, they wanted to tell you something that, that you needed to know about them at that moment. You tell everybody else you got to hang on. I need to talk to them for a minute. Or text them back. Is this an emergency? Come on, church. And they're, and they're devising wicked schemes against your kids. Feet that make haste to run to evil. Do we need any more evil in this world? I mean, are you kidding me? It's laden with evil everywhere. And our only way out is the gospel, it's the truth. So let me tell you about your future here real quick and your children. I want to pray once again, or I'll have Mike pray for you. I want to pray for the moms and dads again. for their kids that are going through something that's that's super tough right now. Just come on down here. Just come on down. Here. Don't worry about who else acts like they ain't got something going on in their life. They're lying. I don't, it don't matter who's here. Just I want, I want to set up an opportunity. We're prepping for the future. And maybe your mom or dad and you're Your future's, maybe it's bleak. Maybe it's, uh, maybe you're confused as a mom or dad. Let's be honest. It's hard being a parent, hard being a grandparent in 2022. And I'm going to ask Mike to pray for you today. I'm going to ask that God would give your children coping skills. You imagine that right? all the coping skills we d- we developed of, on how to figure things out. Kids if they if they can't figure it out, they google it and they know the answer within 3 seconds. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's certain things we don't this ain't a microwave society in the gospel. There's certain things we got to we got to go through. There's certain things that we have to do to get the character that y'all got. Let's be honest, getting old ain't for sissies. Somebody needs to say something. Yes. You can't be a dang sissy and be around like this. And I'm just going to ask you, what what would you want God to do in your future right now? I'll be honest with you. I'm going to tell this and then I, I, I'm going to let Mike. In in and raise your hand if your dang life is just a train wreck. I'll just just throw it up there anyways, because I'm gonna air mine out. I couldn't imagine my life going on. After I lost my daughter, I, I couldn't I could not imagine that I could even go on. It was the worst thing in the whole wide world to know that your your daughter has been snatched from you it's just it's 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 heart-wrenching and and I know some families in here I'm looking at them that have lost their kids and I went through that with you it's it's a, it's a deal so can I just tell you mommy and daddy if you got your kids you're doing pretty good i'm not acting like they ain't a case but Wouldn't you like to pray over the kids? I mean, wouldn't you just, I'm, I'm talking like baptizing in prayer. You just, just God just baptize them. These little rascals. And there's some of them in college and some of them live in another state. Mommy and daddy, you can't watch them anymore, but God can. He said, I want to hear your heart. Tell me what's going on. Life is short, man. You better make sure God's on your side today. Mike, will you pray for these brothers and sisters here?
1: Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for the precious gifts that you give us, Lord. These precious babies that you give us. Our children, Lord. Our grandchildren, Lord. We just pray, Lord. We all have things going on in our life, Lord. Just please, Lord. Lord. We pray for wisdom, and we pray for faith, and we pray for guidance, Lord. And everything that we do, Lord, we uh, we all have things that come into our lives and things into our families, Lord. And we're just we're not asking you to take everything away from us, Lord. We're just asking you to make us stronger to carry us through it, to use your strength, your wisdom, your guidance to get us through these things, Lord. And and again, just give us the wisdom to lead our children in this this lost world we have today, Lord. That we. Uh, we are the, the beacons on the hill, Lord, the lights, the Christians that show the rest of the world through our lives and our families that, yeah, the rain's going to come, but you're going you're, you're to carry us through the rain. It's your strength that, that carries us through the rain, Lord. So whatever situation is going on today in anybody's life today, you have the answer for it. Just pray and stand with God. He will bring us through it, but we have to step out in faith and let him do that in our lives. We have to make the first step, Lord. So we just pray for broken hearts. We pray for just mend them, Lord. It's Jesus that does it. And Pastor Pat, he did the, he, he, he and he, he did the altar call. He started the altar call early, but it didn't stop there. If you didn't, have not made that decision in your life yet, the greatest decision you're ever going to make is to accept Jesus. It's so easy. Today is the day. If you're on live stream... Just cry out to the Lord and ask him to save you. Ask him to give you his grace and mercy that you're a sinner and that you need him. And today you want to turn your life over to him and you want to have a new heart. And Jesus will do that. That's the greatest decision you're ever going to make. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do for your family, for your kids, your wife, your children, whoever it is. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And the church says amen.